Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, we're a music podcast that chats to artists, musicians and creatives on their songwriting craft and upcoming projects. I'm your host Simon Fink and welcome to episode 281. Today we welcome one of the greatest live bands to ever exist onto this very podcast. In celebration of their new record, The Death of Randy Fitzsimmons, we have The Hives on as our guests. More matter-of-factly, we have guitarist Nick Arson joining us on the pod. Now, just to get some housekeeping out of the way, please make sure you're subscribed to this podcast on whatever app you find good podcasts on and ensure you're following us across all of our social media channels. We've begun releasing YouTube videos again. A brand new one with Greta Ray came out last night. So head over to our YouTube channel to watch that after you finish this podcast episode. Details for everything, including all of our social links, can be found within the show notes of today's episode. Our guests today are The Hives. They're one of the most beloved indie rock bands ever, who formed in 1993 in their home country of Sweden. After building up a solid fan base and collection of songs in their own home country, they had worldwide breakthrough success in the 2000s when the garage rock revival happened. Now hailed as one of the best live bands you do have to see before you die, The Hives are known for their snappy songwriting, their intense live show, and their commitment to showmanship. Their brand new record, their first in 11 years, is titled The Death of Randy Fitzsimmons, and it sees the delay being caused by Fitzsimmons himself. Once a member of the illustrious indie group, Randy has left these songs ready for the band to record and re-enter the world with, and he has done so in brilliant fashion. These songs are some of the Hive's strongest work in years, and it stands alongside some of their career best. In today's episode, we're talking to guitarist Nick Arson about the break between records for the band. We discuss the resurgence of love for indie music of the 2000s. I believe some might also call it indie sleaze. And we ask whether we'll be seeing them bring their bombastic live show to Australia anytime soon. The Death of Randy Fitzsimmons is out right now, and we've left links within the show notes on where you can purchase the record. We also want to give a massive thank you to Nicole from Revolutions PR for her help with today's episode. Here is our conversation with The Hives. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Nicholas Arson from The Hives. Hello, sir. How are we? I'm very good, thanks. <laughs> I'm happy to be on. <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs> of course, uh, it's an extremely busy time for the hives at the moment. I know you said you literally just landed back home as of yesterday, and you're already on your way to another hive show tonight. Is that correct? 
Yeah, that's true. We're doing, uh, it's an old quarry up, uh, sort of. Well, I guess maybe three hours northwest of Stockholm. It's in the town where Vigilante currently lives. And it's uh, it's an old quarry with perfect acoustics. It was discovered by an opera singer who was out walking her dog. And uh, she started singing and found this. It's just a giant hole in the ground. And so we've done shows there with the two other Swedish bands, the Sounds of Mandodia. We've done that for maybe two or three years or something. And uh, yeah, it's been a hoot. So we've uh, kept doing it. I guess there, there are two more this year then. So we're doing two shows back to back now. We're playing today and then playing tomorrow. We are in the midst of, I want to say, we're going through a bit of um, a resurgence of, of love for the hives. At the moment, there's a brand new record out, The Death of Randy Fitzsimmons. It is a... It's nothing that you would not expect from the hives. It is short, it's sharp, it's intense, but it is brilliant. Congratulations on this brand new record. Thank you very much. Of course. And we are very happy about the resurgence of loving the hives. It's uh, it's kind of what you want when you release a new record. It's kind of what you always want when you're making new music. Yeah, we're very happy with the record. So thank you. Of course, this is the first new record in um, in ten years. I know that the band's still been touring. You haven't been out of the limelight, but are you surprised at the reaction that the record has been getting? Well, yes and no. I should say. I mean, yes, because it's you know, when it's been a while when you release new music, you kind of forget what it's like. I mean, we've been over in England now doing signing sessions and releasing records, and I think we're like, you know, we're in. Maybe we're second in the charts as of now, I think. We're doing, mm-hmm. you know, pretty well in the charts and all that. Even though the hives would be, you know, satisfied with anything less than a number one. But we'll see if that happens. <laughs> but but um, um, no, but I mean, uh, and, and and yeah, you're kind of surprised. But it's also, it also makes sense to me. I mean, I think we're, a, we're, <laughs> we're an amazing band. And uh, we're also making amazing records. So... In that respect, I'm not surprised by the reaction, but yeah, you know, you never know where people are going to take it. But I think when it comes to you know really great rock and roll and stuff, it's undeniable. <laughs> like when, if, like even if you like something completely different, if you find if something shows up that's you know that's just blowing everything else out of the water, then it's undeniable. Then you have to like it. And I think Hives are that type of band that you sort of have to like. I would very much agree with that. This record is, it is, it, it is, although there is, there's one or two tracks and I want to talk about them in a little bit that kind of, um, I want to say, explore a little bit of new sonic ground for the hives. It is almost like a record that would have been released 10, 15 years ago. You guys still maintain that same energy, that same kind of gusto and love that seems to come across in, a, in an audible way. Um is that still the same from the band? I guess when you're writing these new songs, is that kind of, I guess, is that songwriting technique or structure the, the same as it was for those previous records? Yeah, I mean, it's always very much down to, we always boil it down to the bare essentials, even though there are, you know, there are a bunch of songwriting tricks or arrangement tricks, I should say, which is kind of what we do the most. You know, we arrange the songs to, you know, to, to, I don't know, idiocracy levels, I guess. It's, it's uh, you know, we can keep going. And it's try- it's kind of like laying a puzzle and and we're not happy until we've tried every, you know, every <laughs> solution that's wrong. So what happens then is that you end up with something that's like, 
this has to be right because everything else comparatively is, you know, compared to this is wrong. So I think that's, uh, but, but otherwise we sort of boil it down until you have, you know, a very, I don't know, condensed brew, if you will. You know, it's just the most important stuff is in there, which is why it's kind of like no bullshit arrangements. Like there's no jam parts or anything in there. Every part that's in a song by the hives is there because it needs to be there. Not mm -hmm. because it ended up there. It's because that has to be there. And like you said, you know, like some of those, uh, you know, like the song like Trapdoor Solution, for instance, or uh, Step Out of the Way, or, you know, those songs are very, you know, it's A-B-A-B arrangements. You know, <laughs> it's very, very straightforward. But that's kind of how we like it sometimes. Like if, whenever we play songs like that, you know, fast-paced or uh, rock and roll or punk songs, uh, arranged in that way, I think we're, we're world leaders in our field <laughs> when it comes to that. <laughs> So, uh, so I guess, yeah, I mean, we, we do a lot of the arranging and stuff and it's, and that's also what, uh, I, I guess what we want to sort of the end product that we want to arrive at is, you know, energetic rock and roll. And with this record, especially, I think we, that was like what we wanted to capture, you know, coming back after, I think it was even 11 years before we released the record. That's the mm -hmm. last time we released the record. It was in 2012. And what we want to, the end result that we that we were going for is an energetic rock record and probably as energetic as we could make it sound, which is, uh, you know, when working on this one, sometimes, you know, maybe there's a bit of air in here. And then is it, does that sound better than, you know, going for the completely energetic take or whatever. And then we would always go for the energetic version, which is like, I guess the record sounds very energetic, which is just the way I like it. I think. I think as far as energy, it's almost only rivaled by, you know, maybe the better legal record, even though a lot of these songs are, you know, completely new to the hives. Like they couldn't have, it's not a retro record as far as the hives. If we're not looking back, um, trying to, you know, recreate what we did, you know, 25 years ago, we're trying to make a new record. And I think we're making a new record. But uh, as far as the energy, I think it sounds. I think it could have been released with the hives, you know, in the late <laughs> 90s almost. Uh, look, I would agree with that. There is some, um, there is some, I want to say like new sonic ground being covered on these records. One of my favorite tracks on this record, the record is called The Death of Randy Fitzsimmons for anyone who was not aware of the record. Um, my favorite track on the record was Stick Up, which has these brilliant low brass horns, I want to say, being played throughout. It's almost like a blues track mixed with the hives what was the um i guess the inspiration behind this track or what made the hives go cool let's mix some blues into the mix of what we're already doing well i mean i think we've always had we've always been very inspired by different kinds of music like i mean when we started out we were inspired by punk music and 50s and 60s music and then we got turned on to like the Sony or people started asking me, you know, Hey, do you guys like sixties punk and stuff? And we're like, what's that? <laughs> and you know, <laughs> you'd find out about the Sonics and bands like that. who were kind of then sort of very kind of punk sounding, even though they were, you know, I, you know, they started out like maybe whatever, 64 or five or something. And, um, um, I think that, 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. From that, you know, like, you know, we used to cover a song by Dion called, by Dion and the Belmont called uh, Born to Cry, which is kind of that little style with that sort of, I don't know, sort of shuffly beat or whatever it is, you know, and uh, sort of maybe 60s sounding or something. And uh, I mean, that's sort of one of the, uh, like with the hypes, I think you can go like, oh, you have the fast paced ones and you have them, you have sort of the, uh, I don't know, the sort of Dean or Screaming Jay Hawkins type songs. And then you have the, you know, whatever, almost hardcore punk songs. And uh, so there's, I guess it's, I guess that's just the style, but I'm, it's kind of interesting to hear whenever people go, oh, that's my favorite song of the record, because it's always very different. Like sometimes you release a record and everybody has the same favorite song or the same two or three favorite songs. Here it can be any one of these 12 songs, which is which makes it feel kind of like a solid record to me. Or it has to be if everybody has different or it's a scattered record. But I think it, I think <laughs> I'd like to think that it's a very, you know, solid record in that respect but yeah i mean uh that song pro- probably comes from you know that sort of uh, you know dion stuff and um screaming day hawkins and stuff that's the type of music that we're that we're into you know with the sort of i don't know cool beat and, and horns of course nick i have to ask and it might be a silly question do you yourself have a favorite track from this record i've got a bunch of favorite tracks um i think and it's Right at the moment, well, pretty much like everybody else, I, I it can vary. You know, sometimes one song is my favorite. Next day, it's you know maybe this song is favorite. But I'm loving all the songs that we're playing live, which is you know which is kind of great because it feels like we've. Um, I mean, I guess we've played the songs now in the live set for about maybe two or three months almost. And it feels at this point, it feels like they always been like they were always there. It feels very, very solid. It feels like uh, you know, like not like it couldn't have been any other way at any point in time, almost. And it's and it's really great to do these shows. You know, you have the sort of the hype super fans that come to every show and stuff, and they know all the words already to the full. You know, the whole record. So anytime you play a new song, like they know all the lyrics and stuff, which is you know good fun. But well, I guess coming back to my own favorites, I think that it would be probably, I mean, I really like Bogus Operandi. I think mm-hmm. that's pretty much exactly what I want the hives to sound like. You know, that's, I guess, a favorite song of mine. I really like Countdown to Shutdown. I like Rigor Mortis Radio. I like Trapdoor. Trapdoor Solution is probably one of my favorite songs as far as, you know, 
pace and lyrical content. I think that's a simple <laughs> lyrical mm-hmm. topic that I'm a mm-hmm. fan of in a way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, all of those are great, I think. I really like Stick Up too. I mean, I like, uh, yeah, I mean, well, I like uh, Crash Into the Weekend, I like as well. Mm-hmm. It, as you yeah. said, there are so many tracks on this record that anyone could pick as their favorite. Um, I wanted to kind of touch on, as you mentioned, the the live show, because one, I think Hives fans are known for being um, very enthusiastic at your shows, but I think it's because the energy that they get from the band is usually that 10 times back. The Hives are world famous for having one of the best live shows themselves. I think I saw you, oh, maybe... I want to say when I was about 17 or 18 here in Australia, um, mm. what is the secret to maintaining such a energetic live show after all these years, after 20 or so years, 20, 30 years? Yeah. I mean, people ask us about that all the time because now that we're, you know, we've been around for some time, I guess we've been a band now. I think this year we've been a band for 30 years, but that could also mean that we started when we were very young, you know, mm-hmm. I think we're, you know, 13, 14 or something when we started. So, so, but I think with that, how you maintain the energy, I mean, I, to us, it's just a, a question of like, we couldn't do it in any other way. Like, we don't know how to do it with less energy. We, I mean, we never want to do it with less energy. And I don't think we even know how to do it. You know, if you start off a show and you don't go, you know, full tit, you know, you, you, you get restless. You know, like, this is not what it's supposed to be like. It has to be full on. So I think that thing where, you know, the crowd is like the crowd is feeding off of us and we're feeding off the crowd. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a bonfire, you know, you get Mm -hmm. whatever you add to it, you know, whether it, you know, it's more firewood or gasoline or, you know, (laughs) kerosene or whatever you want to throw on there. Diesel, all that stuff, flammable shit, you know, that makes Mm -hmm. up for a great show. Of course. I, I think there's a video going around the internet at the moment where it was only recently as well that, um, you have been touring around, uh, with the Arctic Monkeys this year. And then I think that this video was from an in-store, a rough trade in-store, and it might've only been a few hundred people, but you would not know because the energy and the dedication that the band is putting into the show is just incredible, um, which I just absolutely love. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, same there. Like, like I said, I don't know. I don't think we could do it any other way. If we were to try to do it another way, that's a different band then, you know? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I think there's, there's a sold out uh, tour in the US in October, which is very exciting. It might seem like a little bit of an obvious question, but I do have to ask for myself and for the Australian Hives fans, can we expect to uh, possibly see you down here at any point uh, in support of the new record? Yeah, I mean, definitely we're working on it. It's uh, We want to go to, whenever you release a new record, you want to go everywhere. And going everywhere at the same time is impossible. So <laughs> the logistics of that, of just going to one place <laughs> at a time, is uh, that makes sense to me. But uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, we'd love to come back to Australia. We've had so many great shows in Australia, and we want to come back to... Uh, I mean, we're doing now full, I guess, European run. We're doing the US run. We're doing a South American run. We want to get down to, you know, Australia and Japan and stuff. And it's... Uh, yeah, I mean, we want it all in there. So uh, I, I want to say yes. <laughs> Look, when when that does happen, we'll uh, make sure that we're promoting it on, on this podcast. We're very excited to hear that news whenever it may be. Thank you. Uh, there has been 
a resurgence of, um, and I think you might have previously spoken about it as well, but with a number of the bands from the early 2000s, I think that um, there seems to be a love for like the indie house blogs. I think it's, um, what is it referred to at the moment, indie, indie sleaze, where there's a lot of love for bands like Metric, uh, LCD Sound System, The Hives, The Strokes, things like that is coming back around in resurgence. Are you finding or are you seeing, I guess, any, um, I want to say like fans that might might have been too young that first time around, but now that they're coming to the shows, now they're big fans of The Hives? Well, I mean, we're definitely seeing a lot of younger fans now at the shows. Um, I think that also comes from, you know, playing with the Arctic Monkeys and stuff, which who have, you know, also a very big young fan base, I guess. Uh, a lot of young people going to the, the Arctic Monkey shows, and I think uh, a lot of those people started coming to Hive shows. But uh, yeah, like you're saying, I think maybe there's a, on a broader scale, I guess there's a res- maybe a resurgence in that as well, like a lot of younger fans. And you have to kind of, like if there was, you know, if it was 10, you know, 10 years ago since you released the record, you, you're constantly, you constantly want to uh, get new fans in there because uh, what young people give you is energy. You know, they're very good at that. So you want to you wanna recruit new fans all the time. There has to be a steady flow of, of, of young energy, you know, feeding that flame that I was talking about. So, um, so yeah, definitely. We're very happy to see a lot of young people come to our shows. That's that's lovely to hear. And again, I know that there's a lot of uh, a lot of people from various age ranges here in Australia excited for the new record and excited when there is a next opportunity to see you live. Um, Nick, I was just wondering, uh, usually we'd ask our guests what they're currently listening to. Is there anything at the moment that you've got on high rotation um, for yourself? Well, the thing that's been on high rotation the past week has been the uh, Death of Randy Fitzsimmons record. Since I've been <laughs> spending most of my time in uh, record stores signing records, and then that record just goes on repeat. And I've, I've found myself in these uh, at these signing sessions nodding along, liking the record. <laughs> so I guess that is what I'm listening to at the moment. Whenever, you know, it's kind of like whenever whenever a Hive song is, you know, gets played on the radio and stuff, I always react. My first reaction is always like, what the fuck is this? This is a great band. And then I hear it's us. And then I go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I know this song. But um, <laughs> so I guess that's where I'm at, especially this week. Maybe if you ask me in a week, maybe I'll have it. I've had time to listen to something else, but other than that, you know, it's just uh, that's all the music that fits in my head at, at this point in time. Like, uh, you know, this week it's been pretty full on with <laughs> the hives playing, so I don't think I've had I've had the, and, and the rest of it has just been talking and talking to people and meeting, you know, fans and stuff. So my ears have been working, you know, around the clock on this trip. So I haven't really had time to, I don't know, sit down by a stereo and listen to new music i guess of course look i can very much appreciate that there's a lot going on in the world of the hives i do very quickly and lastly want to talk about obviously the record is called the death of randy fitzsimmons for those who weren't aware of the the law that randy was a, a previous member or one of the original members of the hives if i'm correct yeah and even i mean to, to, as far as we're concerned he's still a member so we'll uh but yeah, you can finish your question if if there was one. Uh, uh, sorry, I was just going to say that uh, I know that there's a bit of um, concern around 
Randy, obviously with the title of The Death of What Does It Mean for Randy Moving Forward or is this something that we'll discover a little bit later on? Uh, well, I mean, I, I guess we're left in the dark as much as uh, I guess the fans because it's uh, we still haven't heard from him more so than, you know, the uh, sort of the delivery of these songs and, you know, these lyrics and all that and suits and all that. It's... Uh, we know as much as the next guy. <laughs> so we'll see what happens with that. I mean, uh, I mean, I guess it's, uh, it makes sense talking about, you know, what, what's going to happen next or, uh, you know, once a new record coming out and stuff, I guess. But I think the record was only released Friday. So we're not even a week. Well, I guess, what is it today? It's Friday, right? Yeah. So we're yes. exactly one week into it. So maybe we should enjoy that moment for a little bit and then cross the other shit when we get there and see if there's a new record in the pipeline. But yeah, I mean, uh, we're we're kind of like the hives as, as far as now. Like, I mean, we're in great shape playing playing shows and stuff. And so I guess uh, if uh, if we could, uh, I don't know, if we could use this momentum that we have now, and maybe at some point, at least not eleven years from now, release a new record, <laughs> I'm happy to be on board. You know. Look, that sounds fantastic. I uh, very much in agreement. Whatever happens with Randy, we look forward to seeing as much as you do. Um, but Nick, for the moment, we are very much enjoying the death of Randy Fitzsimmons. It's the brand new Hives record. It is out right now. I thank you very much for coming onto the podcast. We do appreciate it. Thank you very much. And it sounds a little bit macabre saying we're enjoying the death of Randy Fitzsimmons, but we are, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> in the most positive way that we can, yes. <laughs> yes, agreed. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.